Let us enter into the beauty of holiness with Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. We are mightily blessed to be Gentiles in the year 2014 of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, having received by the sovereign providence of God and His government of the universe and His judgment upon Israel, the vineyard that He once gave to them and that He took away and gave to us. May we bring forth those grapes that He desires today in our hearts, with our lips, and all that we say and do. Isaiah 5, I read to you the first seven verses. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to. I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down, and I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. Amen and amen. Amen. The vineyard here is the church of the Old Testament made up of the Jews of both nations of Israel and Judah. And the Lord had blessed them so abundantly with a choice vine and a fruitful hill. He protected it and hedged it about. He nourished it and sent rain upon it. He did everything that could possibly be done for a vineyard to prosper and bear much fruit. And if you think about Israel, he separated them from all nations of the earth. He put them in the land of Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. He protected them from all their enemies. When their men would go up three times a year to worship, first in Shiloh, then in Jerusalem, none of the neighboring nations, no matter how pagan, profane, or desirous of their property, would attack them. He protected them. He blessed them. He sent them prophets. He gave them His Word. He gave them His worship. He gave them His tabernacle. He gave them His Spirit. He gave them Moses. And when He looked for grapes, they brought forth wild grapes. If you have ever been in a vineyard and seen real grapes, they are large, fat, full, sweet, precious. If you've ever been out hunting and you find wild grapes, they are small, ugly, and they're bitter. There's a huge difference, and the Lord tells us that difference right here. I looked for grapes, 
sweet grapes, good grapes, beneficial grapes, grapes that I could put in a wine press and have a real vintage. But I found wild grapes. Now what am I going to do to that vineyard? I'm going to tear it to pieces. In Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 33 and running to verse 46, the last third of that chapter, the Lord Jesus Christ gave this same lesson when He talked about the parable of the householder who went into a far country and left a vineyard. And when it was time for there to be fruits from that vineyard, the householder, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, sent His apostles looking for some return, and there wasn't any. And so finally, after His servants had been beaten and misused, He sent His Son saying, surely they will honor my son. And when these dressers of his vineyard saw his son, they said, this is the heir, let us kill him. Maybe we can get possession of the vineyard. And the Lord Jesus asked the Pharisees, what will the Lord of that vineyard do to those men? And they answered correctly, he'll miserably destroy them, burn up their city, and take away the vineyard and give it to those that will bring forth fruit. And the Lord has done that. The warning was here in Isaiah 5, and the Lord did it here when He took them out of Jerusalem and left the place waste and took them captive for 70 years in Babylon, but He did it again and permanently when He took the kingdom away from the Jews and gave it to the Gentiles in Matthew 21. And we are the recipients of that blessing today. We are the recipients of that judgment. But the warning falls upon us as well because in Romans chapter 11 it says we are not the natural branches. And if He was able to cut off the natural branches, how much easier will He cut us off from the blessings of His kingdom? The Lord, nor am I, angry at the church today. But we just want to see the importance of worshiping Him with all that we have and giving Him the best that we can produce from our hearts, our lips, our participation, our preparation, our prayers, and all that we do here today. We don't want to lose the blessings that we have. In fact, we want the Lord to increase them by sending His Holy Spirit more abundantly upon us. That's that's our intent. And we'll see that in Malachi chapter 1, and we'll see some practical applications of how we can serve Him better in Romans chapter 16. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Has the Lord been gracious to you? Has He been good to you? Gracious and good spiritually. Gracious and good nationally. Gracious and good naturally. Gracious and good physically. Gracious and good domestically. Gracious and good professionally. Gracious and good financially. Gracious and good personally. Well, let's return some fruit to them today. Are you going to return sour grapes, bitter grapes, or wild grapes? Wild grapes are when we're rebellious and we dig our heels in and rebel against the Word of God. Wild grapes are disobedience, discontentment, fruitlessness, boredom, worldliness, being lukewarm, losing our first love, formal worship, heartless service, and all those things that we don't want to have in our lives. Those are wild grapes. Sweet grapes are delighting in Him, loving Him, being joyful in His worship, being at peace among ourselves and with Him, praising Him, unity of one mind and one mouth in this place, righteousness, sacrifice in our lives, giving up things that we love so that we might follow the things that He loves, separation from this world and ungodliness, service by laboring for Him, thanksgiving always from our lips, proper worship, reverent worship with godly fear and zeal for His causes. Right. 
those are good grapes. So we have a choice today, wild grapes or good grapes. Lord, have mercy upon us. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. O Lord of hosts, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for the testimony of Scripture that you chose yourself a people descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the smallest and least of all people on the face of the earth to be your vineyard. You put them in the land flowing with milk and honey and blessed them abundantly, but they brought forth wild grapes. Heavenly Father, you have given us their vineyard, the New Testament church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the Israel of God according to the word of God. And Heavenly Father, you have blessed us abundantly and you've given us more than you ever gave them. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, the full possession and presence of the Holy Spirit of God, the New Testament revelation, the better covenant built on better promises. We are blessed abundantly. Heavenly Father, bless us to bring forth wonderful, sweet, valuable grapes to thee this day. Heavenly Father, we read the book of Judges, we read the book of Psalms, we read, Heavenly Father, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and their warnings against the rebellious and stiff-necked people. If it were not for your grace, and if it is not today, and in the future for your grace, we shall be as rebellious and foolish as they. We know that there is no inherent difference in us from them. Oh Lord, help us. Heavenly Father, deliver us from temptation and evil. Prepare our hearts, incline our hearts and ways unto your heart and your ways. Help us to delight in thee. Reveal thyself to us. Convict us by your grace. Quicken us by your spirit. Open to us thy word that we might behold wondrous things there that will draw us closer to thee. O Lord, we do not want one day of worship to go by in which we bring forth wild grapes. Forgive us for every day, every day of worship, every day of service, that we have done it begrudgingly, that we have done it with cold hearts, that we have done it without full zeal, and have mercy upon us. Lord, stir us up right now by your Holy Spirit. We are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ who walks in this vineyard and who walks among his seven golden candlesticks We know His presence is with us by the seven spirits of God this day. And we pray that He will see and behold and rejoice and delight in the worship we give. Oh Lord, help us to this end. There is nothing good in us. But we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast revealed these things not to the wise and prudent, but even to babes. And we're happy to be Your babes. Blessed God. Be with all your people and all your servants in every place. Preserve our nation and bless our leaders and rulers. We're thankful for them that we might continue to worship with such freedom as we do this day. Be with those who cannot be with us. Protect them. Speak to them and comfort them this day and bring them to us again soon. We're thankful for every soul that is here today. For those that will view and hear this service later, have mercy upon us and upon them. 
O Lord God, we know there is none beside Thee. Thou art great and greatly to be praised, and Thy greatness is unsearchable. But we want to give Thee praise this day in worship, service, that is acceptable in Thy sight and worthy of Thy great and glorious name. Your name is dreadful among the heathen, because we are the heathen, saved by grace, and we are thankful that we know Thee. Thank Thee for revealing Thyself to us. Thank Thee for making us acceptable in the Lord Jesus Christ, Your beloved. Now, O Lord, sanctify this worship, for we call upon Thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we trust for this assembly, for the rest of our lives in this world, and for eternal life in the world to come. Amen. Amen.